Welcome everybody to the podcast where we explain people and help you better understand your fellow human beings. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles and I have Sarah Henderson with me in the studio today. And Sarah, I want to talk about perfectionism today and who battles it and why they have it. So what, which shapes, Sarah, do you think are most prone to being perfectionists? Well, Kim, the first one that comes to my mind, of course, is the diamond, right? That one, they are always needing to be perfect because they have such a huge fear of failure. They can't let anyone see that there's not something in their life that's not perfect. That would be the first one. And then I think a rhombus has a lot of perfectionism in them because if they're not perfect, they fear that it might damage their reputation. So those are the first two, and I might say an arrow a little bit just because they also have that fear of failure. So those are the ones I think of. What do you think? Yeah, I think you you nailed it. I would maybe add two that squares and octagons a little bit. But the thing is, all of these shapes have perfectionistic, perfectionistic tendencies for different reasons, and the oh. reasons matter. So I do want to get in, a, let's look at it a little bit deeper about each one of them and why they have perfectionism, because you have to understand the why to understand how to change it. Ooh, so I love it. you hit it on the head with diamonds being the worst of all the perfectionists. And I often say diamonds are the most inner tortured of all the shapes because yes. you mentioned they fear failure so badly, but they also fear loss equally. And so they are just stressed out over the top about being perfect on every level to prevent failure and loss. So I really want listeners to understand why diamonds are perfectionists and they are the most pure perfectionists of all the shapes because it really is about their need to be perfect. If they aren't absolutely perfect, if their house isn't perfect and their clothes aren't perfect, they actually start to feel like all is lost and that no one's gonna love them and they'll never be good enough. And it's such a black and white with diamonds. There's perfect or there's you absolutely suck and no in between. And so- oh, how painful, how right? painful. Like there's no rest then. You're always stressed out. You're always maxed out. You're always overwhelmed because gosh, it's hard to be perfect. And as a matter of fact, it's impossible, right? It is impossible, which means they're just stressing and anxiety all the time. Now, I have a daughter that's a diamond. And seriously, she would even tell you she is the most high-strung, anxious, worried about everything human on the planet. And mm. I always say, oh, man, it is hard to be you. It is so totally. hard to have all that pressure day and night. So they're the most pure perfectionists because the why is literally the need to be perfect or all is lost. So I hope, Kim, at when we get through these shapes, we're also going to talk about how we're going to get these shapes out of this out-of-balance state and understanding why imperfection is a gift. We're going to talk about that, right? We are. We're going to get into how to stop the perfectionism. Yay. But, but let me okay. go to these others and tell you why. And let's talk about your husband, because he's a rhombus, so he can mm -hmm. be a little perfectionistic. But to be honest, it's about winning it is about being better than anybody else. It's about competitiveness. And mm -hmm. they also do care a lot about their appearance, how things look, so they can care about their clothes being perfect, their house being perfect, that kind of thing, because they need to look like they're the best. 
but it's not actually about perfect. It's, it's about the best. Does that make sense? It does. And when I tell him that it's, it doesn't have to be the best, it doesn't have to be perfect and go get him with your love. He looks at me like I'm crazy. He's like, is that really a possibility? Can it be that way? And I say, yeah, you don't, but it's so true for him. He's very nervous when something isn't right or he might get second place. You know, it, it's for real for them. It stresses him out. It does. It causes a yep. lot of stress. Okay. So let's talk about squares for a minute. Squares can be perfectionistic and it's for them it's about the right way to do things it's about Hmm. being right it's about knowing right it's not as much about perfect as right but the thing is their right is a pretty high standard (laughs) it can feel pretty perfectionistic to the rest of us boy that's for sure especially we know those squares they love their systems they love their process they're pretty detail oriented so they kind of want it done their way their way is the right way. And if you can't see that, you've got problems. Yeah. They're going to help you see it. <laughs> okay. So octagons okay. and arrows are our last two. So that's you and me. So where, okay. where do you think perfectionism comes from in you? Oh, my opinions. I think I really want everybody else to think like I do. I want everybody to find what's important, what I think is important. And so I will spend a lot of time trying to convince you that that's the case. Does that, how is that perfectionism? Well, it is kind of about people liking you and people admiring you and thinking you're amazing. Right. Octagons really want that. Uh Uh-huh. So if I'm not amazing, then I'm not perfect. Oh boy. Ed would agree with that a hundred percent because I tell him (laughs) all the time, please tell me I'm amazing. You know? Yes. Okay. I can see that in an octagon. Okay. So arrows are the only ones out of all of these that are fear of failure dominant. And, Whoa, and we are perfectionistic so that we are not criticized or judged. Right. That's painful for you, isn't it? Like that's a dagger when someone judges or criticizes your work. Yeah. And so it's the same kind of thing to me. If, if you judge that I didn't do something well enough, I feel like an utter failure. Oh, okay. So that's a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. It's funny with arrows though. It comes and goes in different areas because there'll be other things that we rush through and we don't do them perfect. We don't catch the details, but we still wanted everybody to think we were perfect, even though we rushed through it. (laughs) So we're kind of an interesting one. Well, you just need to surround yourself with the right people, like a really nice diamond, which that's good. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how to stop, how to let go of the need to be perfect. And okay, so real quick. Yeah. Is this an out of balance state? Is perfectionism, is that out of balance? If it's fear driven, it sure is. Okay. That makes sense. Sure. So what's okay. the difference between striving to do your best at something and, and striving for excellence in trust and love versus mm-hmm. perfectionism driven by fear? What's the difference? Oh boy, if it's driven by fear, um, then you can't fail. You, you absolutely have no safety net and you can't, failing is not an option. But if it's driven by passion and you have some trust and love in there, then you're going to feel safe doing that. It's going to be okay to make mistakes. Yeah, I often ask clients, what's the difference between excellence and perfection? And the big mm. difference is excellence might be achievable. Mm. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Bottom line. So really we've got to get where it's an, it's a beautiful thing to want to do your best. 
that's beautiful. But if you don't do your best or things don't go the way you want, can you still stay and trust about your value and your journey and be okay when things are wrong? And so this is actually the first thing I want clients and listeners to, to think about, about getting out of perfectionism, is what if you're actually okay letting things be wrong or not perfect? What if you actually could like leave dirty dishes in the sink overnight, let it stink up the kitchen, and recognize you're still okay. Nobody's gonna die. We're, we're good here. We can actually have things be flawed or be wrong and it's all right. It doesn't necessarily diminish your value. It doesn't mean anything about you as a person if things aren't right. But we've gotta kind of separate our value as a human being from our performance and from how the house looks and all of these perfectionistic areas. Makes sense. Okay, great. Yes, that makes sense. I'm thinking of what you usually say too about life being a classroom or a test. If it's a test, you can pass or fail. If it's a classroom, we're here to learn and grow. I love that. Yes. So we really want to have that attitude that life is a classroom and you can make mistakes and it it's okay. It doesn't diminish your value as a person. So probably the biggest thing that you can do if you battle perfectionism is to decide that all human beings have the same value and it cannot change no matter what. That means no matter how you perform, no matter what your house looks like, no matter what your clothes look like, you still have the same value as every other human being. Now this takes a lot of practice. It sounds like a really great new belief to just choose to believe that we all have the same value, but it's a battle all day, every day for you to not let your value be tied to all these other things. And I think it's going to be a lifelong battle. I've been working out for 20 years and it's still a battle. How about you? Yep. I've been working on it too. Not quite as long as you have, but I think that's what totally drew me to this program, Kim, is that number one, um, knowing that I can make mistakes and people will still love me. That was so comforting. And it just changed my mind state from being scared and anxious to calm and confident because I, I knew I'd still be loved. So Sarah, when you look at people that you know that you are choosing to be friends with or have in your life, do you like to find people who are literally almost perfect or do you prefer actually friends that are a little flawed? Oh, that's an easy one for me. I like to have the friends that will be flawed like me because I recognize that I'm flawed and I'm very intimidated by people who come across to be perfect. And as a matter of fact, I will kind of pick at them and poke at them and try to find out why they're not because I don't feel like I can connect with you if you're perfect. I can connect with you if you're flawed like me. And get, you know what? It's a universal truth that we are more drawn to people who aren't trying to convince us they're perfect. Really? You like them better. Wow. Okay. That's not just me. That's everyone. That's everybody. So keep that in mind. Do you really want to show up perfect or do you want to show up authentic? Do you want to be vulnerable a little bit and own the fact you're not perfect? Because as soon as you do that, people just love you. They're drawn to you. They actually like to see your realness. So I can see someone who's had that perfect picture for a long time really questioning that, Kim, because they believe that people love them because they are perfect, because 
their house is perfect, their children are perfect, their eyelashes are perfect. They really believe that those people are only friends with them because they're perfect, not because they're flawed. So this is going to be really hard for our shapes that are perfectionistic. Yeah, it's hard to let go of a program that's been running 24-7 in your head for 40 years telling you, if you're not perfect, no one will love you. It's going to take some work to replace that, but we can do it. We really can do it. The trick mm -hmm. is you've got to change the way you believe human value across the board. Every human on the planet is determined. Is it about your appearance, your performance, how nice your house is? Is it, is it really tied to how many people like you and if you're popular? Or could we detach from all of those things and see our value as infinite and absolute, even when we're flawed. Now, one thing I'd like to throw in here that I talk about a lot to my coaching clients. Um, Sarah, have you ever heard of the Persian flaw? I don't think I have. Okay. So if you ever go to a really expensive rug store where they sell these beautiful Persian rugs, Okay. Persian rug is the most expensive carpet on the planet and they're gorgeous. I mean, I see those rugs and <laughs> yes, could I please have one? No, the price tag is way, way, way too high, but they're incredible. The interesting thing about them is every single one is flawed and it will have a mistake, a place where the entire pattern is slightly off and it will be noticeable. And it's so weird that even though they're all flawed with this terrible mistake that messes up the design, they're still the most valuable rugs on the planet. So let me explain why. A machine-made rug, machines flip out perfect rugs every time. Boom, boom, boom. But they're all the same. These Persian rugs are handmade by an artist. And the artist may do the same pattern again and again, but they will put the flaw in a different place, which means every Persian rug is a one of a kind. It's the only one that looks like this. And that's what actually gives it value is its uniqueness, not perfection, but uniqueness. And the really cool thing is as human beings, we are each a one of a kind. There will never be another Sarah. They broke the mold when they made you. And that is what gives you infinite absolute value even though you have flaws, just like a rug. You know what, Coach Cam, you amaze me. That is an amazing story. I've never heard that. I love it. You're going to make me cry. Thank you for sharing that. That is a great story that I can keep in my toolbox to remind me on those imperfect days that imperfection means uniqueness. I love it. And flaws don't make you less valuable. You are worth the same as every other human being on the planet, even with the flaws. That's great news for me and for everybody else. Yeah. So if you are a perfectionist, you can feel some of those, those urges to have to be perfect or no one will love me. We really encourage you to go to 12shapes.com and take the quiz and find out which of these perfectionist shapes you are. And it's really going to help you to understand what's driving in your subconscious programming and give you some new help about how to be your best. Yes, absolutely. And don't forget, there's tons of free content on there. So once you log in, create your account, take the quiz, then there's lots of free content on there. Um, the first, I think the first six coaching lessons are on there, Kim, for each shape. 
definitely go in and, and look at those. So I think this was a really informative um, podcast today, Kim. Thank you so much. And thanks for everybody for listening today. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People. Thank you.